Okay, hey guys, and welcome back to the Natty Scene. You've been flooded with content this week. That's like three podcasts, one of them being a, a kind of a weird podcast, but it got a good good response from me and Jack having a chat, and then obviously had Dan Lampard earlier in the week, and now it's promised the usual Friday update with me and Vicky. Um, so we're here again to wrap up our week and also going to uh, a few topics, some of which have been inspired by questions that we've got from listeners. Um, and some of which are just sort of what's going on at the moment in the industry and what our views and current thoughts are and just discussing and having rambles as we usually do. So <laughs> so um, welcome back, guys. And uh, so, yeah, first up, obviously, a, a little bit of a wrap up on our weeks and, and how we're going. So uh, over the past sort of seven days, Vicky, how, how have things been for you? What are the ups and downs of, of Vicky's training and nutrition right now? <laughs> <laughs> the ups and downs. Yeah. The ups are training is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the downs are sleep is freaking shit. Um, <laughs> however, last night, obviously, because I was so tired, because I was awake from 2 o'clock in the morning the day before on previous, and then I had a really long day at work, I just managed to get into bed and pass out, which was awesome. So okay. now I'm on a bit of a high because I've actually had, like, you know, somewhat of about eight hours sleep <laughs> so oh, wow. my body i know right that's like a week's worth of sleep for me all in one day so god knows how i'm going to act today which is going to be really funny mm-hmm. um but yeah I've, I've put it as a goal for me to improve my overhead press by two and a half kilos every week so that is my little goal yeah that's um, a tough one OHP, oh, is, it is, tough, OHP right? is so hard to progress i'll be very impressed if you do that I know. Well, I did it from last week and yeah. I did it for reps. Yeah. So, and that was after my conditioning as well. Yeah. So I was very, very pleased with that. Um, and my shoulders haven't been giving me any dip whatsoever. So obviously something is, is going right. But what I have found and what I'm correlating it to is that I've increased my pre-workout carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And just pre-workout carbohydrates. Everything else is the same. Um, And that, I found, has really helped. I'm still not kind of extending the amount of time that I'm leaving before I go to the gym after I eat. I'm still one of these people that eat and go. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because I do spend about 15, 20 minutes warming up now because my lifts are getting heavy. And don't get me wrong, I'm looking at my logbook. I'm thinking, holy shit. So my logbook is starting to scare me now. Yeah. Especially with my OHP. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but I'm still getting my reps and I got a solid eight reps as well. I think because my OHP is between six and eight reps, it is heavy, but my form is really good and I don't feel like I'm completely blowing myself out on that top set. Sure. Um, so that is the one that I'm, I'm trying to, to improve two and a half kilo on every week so so that's my little goal uh-huh. so i did that yesterday so now i've got obviously like a week's worth of recovery from the ohp before i go and do it again Um obviously i'll do my you know dumbbell seated raises and that kind of thing um so it's not like i'm not doing shoulders again for another week sure like like full-on bro yeah. um but it's just that one major movement that i won't be doing so so yeah so that's cool um and then nutrition wise everything's been going in i have been giving myself some little bits of quote-unquote treats which I don't really see as treats it's just something that's a little bit different because my sponsor from um over in America Body Amplifier decided to send me a box full of goodies as well as my box oh, full yeah, of whey <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me some Hershey's bars and stuff so you know I thought well it'd be rude not to try a little bit of that <laughs> so I managed to kind of manipulate my dark chocolate and have some Hershey's chocolate instead which was very very delicious Spot and on. um yeah 
fun. And the good thing is, is that there was no guilt. There was no kind of feeling of uh, weakness or anything like that because I'd given in to some American treats. Um, no way. So mentality-wise, it was really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, my week's been awesome. How about your week? Your Good. back is looking fucking ridiculous. So, <laughs> in fact, don't speak about your week because you're just making everybody feel inadequate <laughs> from your particular program. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. That's very kind. And uh, I was actually quite blown away by the <clears throat> the amount of comments that I had on that. I guess it just sort of... It, and, and, and you're quite similar in the sense that you don't really show or you show even less physique shots than I do. Um, you you very rarely showed them throughout prep either, to be honest, and yeah. that's maybe something that we could talk about in the future. But you know, I I I haven't, apart from a few on my story, I haven't really sort of like shown an actual how am I looking shot for a little while, for well, definitely for a little while for me, not a little while for um for Jack Thorburn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Daily posing practice with Jack Thorburn. <laughs> Why we do we to, always kind we of burn Jack him. on this? We have to slate him every time. <laughs> I've got to do it. Love you, Jack. Yeah, Hi, Jack, we, we, we Jack do... screen, screenshot this, okay? Uh, <laughs> How do we do that little thing? There, yeah, there we, it is. There you go. Screenshot that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> we do We do love Jack, really. We, um, we do. We we're only joking. But, um, yes, I yeah, I just hadn't, hadn't sort of shown something proper in a while, so it was really nice to get some nice comments on that, so... And thank you for saying your opinion as well. That means a lot. I know if you say it's good, then it's just certainly good. Um, so, yeah, training-wise, I have had a really good week. Obviously, uh, the, the the Friday that we last recorded the podcast, I went up to Crayford. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going up to Crayford again today. So I'm trying to do one session a week there on a Friday for a leg day because yeah. the, the kit is awesome. I really enjoy it. Um, and it just gives me... I, I really do think that that's going to add to to my sort of like um, bucket of, of ability to, to make progress. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's all well and good training in the same gym all the time. But, but you know, when you do have access to like really, really the, the like the top end hammer strength kit and all of that, like I think it does make a difference if you can get to it, especially sure. if you're sort of looking to, you know, get to the elite levels of bodybuilding, you know, you, you want to maximize everything. So that session went really well. And then my weekend session, the Saturday session, the day after that was in Muscle Works, uh, Bethnal Green in London. So I went oh. up to see a friend there. That was, that was really, really good. Um, we basically went through a session where, you know, we did like two or three work sets on a couple of exercises, but I can remember spending, I think we spent like, we did like two or three sets on a single arm hammer strength bit of kit and we were there for like half an hour because every set was like on the fucking money and I was like, uh, there was a lot of coaching cues um, with sort of like scapular retraction and keeping chest on the bench and like it was just spot on and to have someone to have someone there that, that when you give them a coaching cue, they know how to like implement it with you and like hold your sternum down and things like that it's like that's money if I, yeah. I i swear if i had that like every single session i'd i'd be making even more progress well that's but, why you need to move up here with me yeah and then we are exactly. coaching buddies right exactly you know we'd make serious serious sessions serious um, games <laughs> so, so that was saturday and then, then the rest of the week has just been pretty much like spot on if i'm honest no no real issues i i the only thing that i am experiencing at the moment training wise 
is, and I mentioned this in my story this morning, just like feeling just a generally more fatigued. So like yeah. I do, I, I'm finding like when I try and wake up, my usual time sort of between half five and six still, I'm finding that my body doesn't really want to wake up at that time anymore. Like when I was prepping, my intensity in the gym was still high, but I wasn't progressively overloading. So the, the, the sessions weren't as taxing because I was just maintaining mm. volume. But now that I'm actually doing more each session and trying to overload and hitting things I've never hit before, my body's like, I need a bit more rest. Um, I can tell that it just either needs even more sleep than I'm currently getting. So I usually go to bed about nine and mm. wake up half five, six. And then, or I just need to take a literally just more rest days. So yeah. I, I just won't be able to train six days a week anymore. I look to, towards maybe training five days a week, like three mm. on, three off or something like that. Um, it's not three on, three off, three on, one off, and then <laughs> and then repeat the cycle. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's the only thing that I'm feeling training wise is maybe maybe a requirement for slightly more rest, which is cool. Um, and I probably will succumb to that over the sort of the next few weeks and then see how that goes. Nutrition wise, everything's sort of been kept the same. Macros wise, I've not made any changes since I got back from the US. And body weight is since I came back from the US, I think I've sort of it's so hard to judge when you're following quite a slow gain. Yeah. Because you go up a pound and then you come back a pound and then you and then you look at your average. So uh, basically, at the end of the month, if my body weight's gone up between one and two pounds, I'm happy. If sure. it's gone up any, uh, if it's gone up like, you know, sort of four or five pounds in a month, that's too fucking fast in my opinion. Um, yeah. So I, I'd be looking to slow it down. But on, uh, well, for the course of this month and certainly on track and. Just aim to do the same for March. And <clears throat> the goal is just to stay in a surplus for as long as I can, really. I don't really want to spend, you know, a lot of my time mini-cutting or coming backwards. <clears throat> uh, and that's why I, 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 I sort of follow the more slow gain and then minimal cleanups because I just think I carry more momentum from a training perspective with that kind Definitely. of approach. Mm. Because if you... If you have sort of this like, I'm just going to blast the weight gain and then I'm going to have to mini cut. Well, you just minimize the amount of time that you're doing productive work, in my opinion, because the mini cut, yeah, you might you might hold on to your strength, which is great and admirable for doing that in a mini cut. But essentially, you're spending time where you're not you're not building any tissue. You're trying to maintain your training volume. And I've I've had enough of that. I did that for a large part of last year, trying to maintain my performance. I want to, sure. I want to smash sessions, and I can smash sessions in a moderate surplus. I don't need some sort of crazy five thousand calorie surplus. Uh, five thousand calorie surplus. I don't, <laughs> I don't need some crazy five thousand calorie days to like fuel progression. You know, mm. I, I just don't don't require that. Um, I think that's people. Some something that people need to realize is like, you know eating big to get big is, is cer certainly like that. That's certainly true. You do need to eat a lot of food at most points, but you don't need to eat like an idiot and eat yeah, way more eat than you excess. need. Yeah. 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 You need to eat what you need. Mm -hmm. um, and people, I would want to change that sentence to something like train big to get big. Yeah. 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 yeah and eat, eat adequately. <laughs> so, I know, but that doesn't sound sexy though, no, does it? It, it doesn't, doesn't sound hardcore. No. Do you know no. what I mean? If we wrote a book that said, 
eat eat in a moderate surplus but train like a mofo yeah. <laughs> you know it still wouldn't get as many sales as like eat big to get big exactly you know? yeah uh, and, and that's and that's very true um but yeah that's me and uh, a little bit brief update cool. um the goals still will remain the same for a long period of time i think and just got to stay patient and that's that's what a lot of people don't have so if you have it you're you're blessed and you'll probably go very far with with your goals if you if you just apply patience to a gaining phase yeah um, because it, it does it does get a bit it does get a bit repetitive but yeah. you just got to stick to repetitive, it monotonous and you will have days where you're like well like my day last week where i was like fuck my ass is not growing and i'm really annoyed and this that and the other and then the next day it's like vic stop being so bloody stupid yeah you know so you've got to take a step forward to have a, or a step back to take your three steps forward and all that malarkey so yeah, yeah be patient yeah. enjoy the process enjoy your gaining phase because when it does come to dieting and getting on stage you're going to have some darker days on those so yeah, yeah. So right. let's get into our topic, our first one today. Do you like my Iron Man, by the way? Very cool, that. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. Very cool. Um, sorry, just a bit of a divergent topic. Uh, um, so yeah, so first subject of the day, we were actually going to talk about bitchiness, weren't we? Because we've seen a couple of things on um, the old socials where people are kind of like indirectly being bitchy towards one another in the industry. And we've yeah. just kind of been scratching our heads going, why? You know, life is a little bit too short, and it, this we're all in this industry together to yep. achieve the same thing. So why the hell are we being bitchy? Yeah. So, what's one of the examples that you've seen, and how do you deal with somebody who's being directly bitchy and indirectly bitchy to yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think I deal personally, and I understand, and I can take the direct stuff way better than indirect, because mm-hmm. indirect just like basically what I mean by indirect is someone calling out someone without having sort of like named them or told them about it and just trying to hide it. So in my opinion, that's just like, it's just childish because you just, you you, you just need to basically, if you've got a problem with someone, you should just, just tell them, give them your opinion and then they can deal with it, how they, how they want to deal with it. Now, I've personally had, you know, several experiences where people have, you know, tried to sort of say that I'm wrong about something or, you know, demonize what I'm trying to say or, you know, my technique on something or something like that. And I sometimes find it hard to take. Um, Sometimes I must admit, sometimes do get annoyed about it because I'm like, this is something that I believe in. This is the way that I do it. And you know, I, I, and then I stand up for myself. And I think that's very important, especially as like, if you're a younger coach or you're like a less experienced person putting out content, it should be very important for you to still be aware that you can stand up for yourself. So if you believe in something and someone who, you know, who you think is bigger than you in the fitness industry comes down to like try and demonize you and make you look silly in front of all your Instagram followers or whatever, they're doing that exactly to get that response they're doing it exactly to try and call you out trying to catch you which i think is fucking lame to be honest Mm, like mm. if you want to try and catch someone or like um you know prove them wrong especially a new like a newer coach or an upcoming coach if i had that done to me like when i was an upcoming coach and people just kept like commenting and trying to make me look bad 
I'd be really part of the fitness industry. So mm. I make sure that like if I see so if I see a coach doing something that I don't I don't agree with, I tend to just not bother commenting. And yeah. there's so there's even respected coaches that do things that I just thoroughly just do not agree with. But I'm not I I, I barely message them or tell them or or I I never indirectly do anything that would that would that would sort of like show them up or anything like that because it's just not worth it for me um and it's like like I said especially the newer coaches because you just you, like you said we're here to build people up not break them down and I find that the the fitness industry is a is a cult is a subculture where we just try too many times to like just break people down and, sure. and, and 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 try and ruin people rather than build them up mm. um and the reality is people will always make mistakes people will always always put out content that perhaps in the future will be proved wrong or or or, 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 or the ways will, will change you know for example but it's just something that you just need to uh, you just need to accept people have different opinions people have different mm. approaches and mm. that that is it that is set in stone um but yeah, I must admit, sometimes, like especially in the past, I do, I have got annoyed. I have got down mm. about things in the past, especially comments. They just, just like, just annoy me a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's hard not to. So, like, if you get annoyed by comments, don't think that you're like one in a million because even, even people like us get annoyed about comments sometimes. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, it's it's the it's the playground. Um, um, what's it called? Sentence, telltale rhyme, whatever it is. You know, sticks and stones may break my work by my bones. Yeah. Um, but words will never hurt me. And I find that so ridiculous because actually words are so much more powerful than actually sticks and stones. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, you can break bones and you can heal from those, and actually those bones will heal stronger, which yeah. will actually make you stronger in that particular movement or whatever or defending yourself. But words, they can hurt deep and they can hurt for a very, very, very long time. Too right. So. One thing that I would um, say on that one is about being supportive and calling somebody out on social media and that kind of thing. Think of people on social media like your clients, especially if they're coaches as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got a client who, bless her heart, she's absolutely incredible at, with her passion and dedication. And she posted a video um, in our Titan Coaching group on Facebook, which is a private group, um, of her doing hip thrusts. Now, her form wasn't brilliant, mm. and mm. but she was putting some really heavy weight on this bar. So all I did was actually like it and say, great stuff, babe, um, I'll send you a message. Now, I was not about to say on that, in a, I'm going to say quote-unquote public, but there's 40-odd people in that group. I'm not going to quote on a public group to say that her form was wrong, she needs to drop the weight, she needs to point her toes out, her grip was bad on the bar, you know, she wasn't contracting, she was hyperextending. I'm not just about to put that on there because I want people to see that she's got the passion and the drive to put some heavy weight on a bar. Yeah, 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 you know? perfect, yeah. So then privately, I gave her a phone call and said, right, this is what we need to do to adjust that form a little bit more in order to get the correct movement and in order to do this and, and blah, 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 you know. Mm. And, and that's what you need to do. And it's about support, you know. I mean, everybody, I hope everybody follows him because, or who listens to this, but our Georgie boy, George Osborne, 
Mm. He's on Instagram as George Osborne 12. He always tags me and AJ in his batter meals because he has batter with paprika in it, right? And he's like, ooh, perfection. Um, so I've been doing the same thing with him. And we've been having some back and forth about our meals and that because he was um, he was saying that he wished he could have fitted this into his day and that into his day. So I said, well, dude, I'll send you over some ideas yeah. and send you over some recipes and stuff. So he sent me his macros. And I basically designed him a meal plan that surrounded those macros that were, A, cheap and easy because he's a student. Yeah. Easy to cook because, again, he's a student and he he doesn't want to be elaborate in his meals and stuff. But he messaged me back so surprised that I took that time out of my day to kind of help him and really had no clue that I was going to do that for him and was overly thankful. And it's like I said, you know, bug, where are amigos? It's fine. I've never met George. Yeah. I've never met him, you know, he's not one of my best friends or anything, he's an Instagram amigo, and yet I take the time out of my day to help him, because, or just give him suggestions, now whether he puts that into fruition, I've got no idea whether he's going to or not, so George, if you don't, you're a bastard, and I don't like you anymore, uh, however, <laughs> no, I'm joking, obviously, um, but, you know, it's just that little kind of like a, a handshake and saying, we're all in it together, if you want to make an off-season as delicious as possible, then we can we don't need to have batter and broccoli and lettuce leaves every breakfast time. You yeah. know, you can swap sure. that and it's, and it's the little things like that that he'll remember and sure. that will really make a difference. Like reaching out and doing things like that. I'm gonna try and shout and continue talking because my dog's being a nightmare. And he needs to go outside. <laughs> um so if you can still hear me guys, I'm opening the door. I'll go <laughs> dog. There he is. He's outside. He's been walking around the kitchen like a clueless bat for the last five minutes. Right, Bless okay, it. so I'm back. Um, yeah, essentially what I've learned, especially when it comes to like gaining exposure and, and gaining a good name for yourself in the fitness industry, which is pretty much impossible because someone will always hate you. Um, so that's that's a reality, guys. Like you, you'll never be loved by everyone. It's impossible. Even Even the guys that are like, the best names and the most loved in the fitness industry that they still have haters and people that yeah. just take a dislike into them even if they've done nothing wrong in their entire life. Um, who do you who do you think that's like a big name in the industry that somebody really um, doesn't like or, or have you got one? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> it would be name calling if I said some people, but uh, there's a, there's a, there's a few big names that maybe own a gym and things like that, that everyone thinks that, oh, everyone loves him kind of thing. And uh, I've personally taken a little bit of a not, I've never liked personalities that think that like, to be to, to be fair, to own a, a really successful business and to do really well in the fitness industry, you have got to be a little bit cocky, but yeah. I've never liked people that just always come across as cocky like all the time. And like yeah. never show any sort of signs of being really humble. Um, mm. So that's something that I just don't like as a personality trait. Mm. But I'm not going to sit here and name call. No, um, no, no. I mean, I can give examples basically mm. um, because it's not just people who are hating on on our feeds or anything like that because we're not big names in the industry, you know. Um, but I can give you examples that I've seen over the last two days. Uh, Jordan Peters, for one. Yeah. He put he put a post up the other day. He's got about sixty percent of people going, yeah, bang on, damn right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The other forty percent are all haters. Yeah. 
you know, and they're hating on him. Ben Pekulski is another one. You know, he says something or other, and he's got thousands of comments or hundreds of comments. Again, 60%, 70% are like, yes, Ben, bang on. The other ones are all haters. Yeah, and saying, yeah. what, that's not science, bro. You know, so it's not just, don't think of yourself that people, if they do hate on your particular post or anything else that they do, um, don't think that they're doing it just to get at you, every single personal trainer, coach, or anybody who's a big-ass name, who's a little-ass name. The 3DMJ coaches in the natural industry, for God's sake. My God, I know people who proper hate on them, you know, and it's because it's it's their opinion. Yeah. But again, if you're looking at things for opinion basis, sorry, we're kind of like backtracked a little bit. But if you're going on things of opinion basis and you also, you only want to go down the scientific route, then you can never, ever, ever use anecdotal evidence. Yeah. And look at people like John Meadows. The guy is a beast. Okay, fair yeah. enough. He's not a natural guy, but he's a, he's a beast and he knows, his, he knows his shit, especially when he goes to protecting joints and actu- actually how to safely execute movements. Yeah. Now, he ain't scientific. But he goes on anecdotal evidence because what's worked for him in the past, which is his bro split and various other bit, has worked. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what what his opinion is is going to be different to what our opinion is. Are we going to hate on the guy for him? No, because it's worked. Are we ever going to hate on Arnold Schwarzenegger because of his bro splits and two a days and three hour session two a days? You know, no, because look yeah. at him. You know, it's his anecdotal evidence. It's what worked on him. But that, again, yeah. is my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, your opinion on Arnie might be like, well, he was a twat. So, you yeah. know, and I'd definitely and, what and, he did. And there's a balance, you know. Like I said in my post yesterday, you know, what what will always build muscle will always build muscle. And that that, that, that remains the same. You know, there's the certain trends and, and things that you can look at. I, I, I like when it comes to, like, coming to a conclusion. I like to look at, what other people are doing and try and determine as to whether in the past this has frequently worked and produced the results that I want to see. So like if I, 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 like nine out of 10 times I know, for example, people with really like well-developed top to toe posterior chains, they tend to deadlift and they tend to, they, they, they tend to have really strong deadlifts and they tend to have deadlifted for a long period of time over, over, over their, their, their bodybuilding career. And that is just something that just pretty much across the board remains quite similar. They mm. deadlift quite heavy numbers for, for reps. They're not doing sort of really, really low sets. They're doing high rep sets across the board, making, making progress over time with, with, with that movement. And that, that just shows that there's something there in that movement potentially that's allowing them to develop a really good posterior chain alongside the genetic factors and all the other things that they do in the gym that, that correlate to posterior chain growth. Mm. But, but, but that's something that you can take by looking into what, what other good bodybuilders are doing, not just looking at what the research says. So if the research suddenly comes out and says, you don't have to deadlift, you can just do lap pull downs, you know, like <laughs> great, brilliant, like awesome. But I honestly think that the more people look into research, the more they try and make life easier for themselves as opposed to make it tough and yeah, sure. harder and doing the stuff that's actually challenging. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I think we've gone off on a, a fair tangent on that. But fair tangent. essentially what what we want to see more of is like people commenting and, and liking and doing things like Vicky did for George 
you know, bringing up people and like, like, you know, like I was saying about building my business and things like that, the more that I built my business, the more that I've realized the doing stuff for people, like hopping on a Skype call to talk about coaching sheets or to answer some people's questions like I did with Jack the other day, you know, things like that have brought me up as a, as, as someone that owns a business more than the amount of times I've tried to call out people or, yeah. or the, the amount of acc- accolades I'll get for, for for proving someone wrong you know spend your time helping people rather than sitting on your ass on a sofa scrolling through your feed trying to find someone to call out or mm. comment saying you're doing it wrong mm. spend your time trying to help people and you'll get a lot more out of that definitely far more out of that i mean I'm, just before we move on to some questions and stuff like that i'm not going to be funny about it but the best example i can give you is joe wicks the body coach yeah I mean, look at that guy. Everybody berates him. Everybody takes the piss out of him. But what does he actually want to do? He wants to help obese people or overweight people lose weight. And that's all he wants to do. And he's been doing a, um, a program actually on channel. Is it channel four that he's doing it on? Or yeah, like yeah, that? I've seen that. Yeah, he's been doing that. And it's, you know, it's to help somebody get into a wedding dress. Now, this is not to put somebody on stage, but this is actually to educate him a little bit more on making some healthier choices. And people are and just getting them moving. That's mm. all he wants to do. He wants to help people. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy's got a, a superb marketing team behind him, and I wish I had his kind of money to get that marketing team behind me. But, but that's all we realistically want to do in the fitness industry is that we want to help people. Mm. If you want to get people on stage, that's your niche. You want to help people get on stage. Yeah. Don't just you know turn around and say well, you're doing that bloody. Um, uh, if you're you're doing that RDL wrong. Or you're doing that um, shrug wrong, or you're doing this wrong, and then just walk away. Yeah. You know, why don't you just say, "Can I give you a little bit of advice?" Or if somebody comes to you saying, "Can you give me a clue on this?" Yeah, sure. You know, have five minutes and take your time. Do this. You know, instead of just saying, "Well, you're doing it wrong," yeah, and you're doing it wrong. So there. Yeah, and then like DM them instead of sort of trying to just call them out, like you said. You know, send them a private message, kind of thing. Um, it usually works out a little bit better if you do that, but. Sure. I can exactly. understand that you know people put out content and the content's there to be commented on. So if you do want to comment on it and you know tell people they're doing things wrong, you have the right to do it. Um, mm. But it's just sometimes a little bit. There should be maybe a little bit more of a thought process behind it. In my opinion, that's just that's that's just what I think. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some of these questions and rattle through them. So oh. um, Sasha, which is actually a client of mine, she asked about um, sort of female physiques and do they just tend to fall into like a specific category um regardless of whether they're enhanced or their rate of growth and things like that so do you think that and this is more a question for you do you think that give a, a given body type like the way someone just looks naturally their shape etc leads them to always fall into one category or do you think that along their their career and, and obviously building tissue that they can change category in the future, even if their body type initially fits one class. Yeah, definitely. So from my experience, I have competed in um, trained figure, natural, which was in a non-tested federation. Okay. Um, Figure itself, which was my first bodybuilding competition in 2015 at the BMBF Athletic um, and I have done a, uh, no, that was, that was it actually. Yeah. Um, so figure wise, 
the classic X shape, wide shoulders, small waist, and then obviously a nice quad sweep with some good hips. So it's that classic X shape that you want to go to. Yeah. Um, that is one that you realistically have to be genetically made for, personally speaking. I went into the figure division and I am very straight up and down. My waist doesn't come in as narrow as a figure girl should do. Uh, my shoulders weren't as big at that point. However, moving on from that point to now, you know, yeah. nearly three years on, my shoulders have got bigger, my quad sweep has got bigger, which has automatically made my waist look a bit smaller. So I could realistically obviously move classes, but I don't want to because I'm in athletic now because I can get super shredded. Sure. What I would suggest is actually have a look. In your first starting off on your bodybuilding journey, unless you have obviously got a good amount of dense muscle tissue, you're probably, as a female, going to want to start in the lower classes, which nine times out of ten are going to be bikini. Um, now, I would never, ever, ever be a bikini girl. I would look ridiculous if I was on a bikini stage, personally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Be yeah <laughs> I just look stupid, right? Um, but <laughs> most girls who get into the bodybuilding industry first start off with bikini. Then they go into trained bikini, and then they can go into the other classes as long as they progress their figure. Um, but genetics, I think, personally, do have a lot to do with it. Um, I'm helping a girl at the moment who's going into her first um, show this year, and she's actually going to go straight into a figure show. But she okay. carries a lot of muscle, especially in her lower half. Nice. Um, and she's nice and dense as well. So realistically, she could do a figure um, a figure category in the natural BMBF, MPA, that kind of thing. But then if you were going to look into the UK BFF, she'd probably do body fitness because she's got more muscle down below than she does up top. Yeah. I I put her on bikini and she would look ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So yeah, so have a look at your genetics. Just look at yourself unflexed as well. And then take a picture of yourself unflexed in a mirror and then flexed or in your front lat spread and see how wide you are yeah. because the width of your upper body is going to determine realistically what class you could go in. Yeah. But yeah, that could change as your career progresses, definitely, because I'm not planning on sticking on athletic for the remainder of my career. You know, my, my aspirations are going to go into physique and bodybuilding. Yeah. So that's why I'm obviously doing as much as I can to build as much lean tissue as I can. So yeah, don't just think if you're going to start in bikini, you're going to end in bikini, unless that's what you like. Yeah. You know, again, it's preference, isn't it? So, but yeah, you, you're not you're not realistically stuck into one category for the remainder of your career, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that and that serves a purpose for for male competitors as well. If you know, if if you start off in potentially like physique or like uh, any sort of the other ones male models male models body fitness kind of thing like all of that jazz uh, there's no reason why you couldn't initially like some men's uh, like some mpd athletes make incredible bodybuilders um and it's not always necessarily because they don't have legs it's normally because their shape fits the men's physique category more so than than the bodybuilding but to be fair a very a, a, a men's physique a very good men's physique athlete has a lot of the shape symmetry and structure that a great bodybuilder would have because their lines that like what makes a great men's physique athlete is lines and mm. symmetry and proportions and you know uh, and a really really tight waistline like very symmetrical abs things like that and they make those things make a great bodybuilder because aesthetically they look great 
you know so it's just whether you've got all the density in the right areas when you hit more of the bodybuilding shots because yeah. like a front relaxed men's physique, men's physique pose could be great but then you could have like an awful side tricep a really bad rear double and you know all of these shots that just really like undersell you on a bodybuilding stage so um that's my opinion on that from from a male perspective but uh the the other question that we got from one from uh vicky funnily enough um <laughs> she, <Not me. laughs> she sort of said like and this is a really good question um how do you deal with people coming up to you in the gym and sort of saying you know asking for a chat um and and trying to sort of interrupt you during your session and this is something that i've certainly dealt with mm. and i i i must say that you know throughout the the later stage of my contest prep the reason why i did change gyms uh because i didn't want to speak to anyone when i was training and i wanted to get in and get out and focus on my session so the reason why I changed changed the gym because the gym that I changed to was super quiet. I could pop my headphones in and know that I wouldn't be interrupted. But nevertheless, when I'm in my other gym, which I train at usually now all the time, or I train with friends or whatever, if I have someone come up to me, I'll I'll happily talk to them. But you've got to be very clear on when you're doing your next set and like literally just say like I'll chat to you in a bit. Just be very, very, very upfront with them. Like say, I'll chat to you. I'll chat to you after my session, or say, you know, just get at me on Facebook and we'll have a chat there. I find most of the time, you know, if you say I'll chat to you, like if you want to have a chat about this longer topic, I'll chat to you in the gym about it. It never works because you're always there to train, unless you are like yeah. a PT and you work in the gym and you do shifts. <clears throat> then try not to organise chatting about you know i think she was also saying that she specializes in mobility stuff so people are coming mm. up to her asking for like long conversations just say to them here's my email give them a card if you have a business card although they're quite old now um or or sort of say you know you know here's my instagram pop me a message on there and then if they pop me a message on Instagram, you can reply with like a video, a video notes or whatever. Um, and that can be a, a much more efficient way to get around things without fucking them off. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to say, now nah, mate, see you later, because that's a potential business that you've just chucked down the drain. So mm. um, I think saying to them, yeah, I'll, I'll chat to you on, other, on, on social media. Uh, I just need to finish my session. You know, potentially give them a reason like you're in a rush or something like that. That's how I deal with it. But um, how do you deal with it? And like, also, do you get anyone come up to you and sort of like, you know, like try and sort of say stuff like you're looking awesome? And do you ever find that? Do you ever find that a bit intrusive? Do you ever get sort of like um, more males coming up to you oh. and sort of saying things? Um, yeah, I mean, there I'm is... sure females deal with that. Maybe oh well, a lot. Well, I don't get any females coming up to me in the gym and saying wow, like, you look fucking incredible. I don't really uh, get that. <laughs> so, um, oh, shame. Yeah, shame. I'll, I'll message you in between all of your sessions now and just say, AJ, looking good. Yeah. Just to put you off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do. The thing is that um, what I felt necessary, especially recently as well, is that I tend to train in really baggy stuff. So I keep my hoodie on when I'm training um, yeah. unless I get far too hot. And then I got to take it off. And I have to say, when I take it off, the 
you know, and I'm in my vest or something along those lines or my small T-shirt, I still don't show a lot of flesh and a lot of my physique for the simple fact that I just don't feel it necessary. I'm not there as a, it, you know, training to me is not a fashion statement. I'm just going to go in comfortable and what I feel comfortable to work out in. Mm. Um, you see all of these girls these days with their long hair and it's not tied back and tight shorts and, you know, just a sports bra on, they're training and they're not actually training, you know, because they've got an Instagram on the go every two seconds. And, and that is where I find that males will obviously come up to you more often. However, people are still coming up to me and saying, you know, wow, Vic, you still look shredded. I'm like, oh, really? I'm quite fluffy now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah okay, thanks. Um, and one thing that I have noticed very recently, especially if I go and train in a different gym, like I went and trained in Strength Asylum not too long ago yeah. in Stoke, and I was doing a really heavy set of deadlifts, and I, I stopped my deadlifts, and I was like, <gasps> you know, like this, just trying to get my belt off before I passed out. Mm. And uh, these guys came up, and they went, you know, oh, you're the tiny titan, can we have a photo with you? I'm like, ah. <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> just after i finished this set are you kidding so i'm like that with their picture you know half dead um but yeah it does happen quite a lot now the thing is is like i'm exactly like you um i tend to put on what i call my fuck off headphones if i'm really into a heavy session which are my big headphones yeah and nine times out of ten i don't have anything on those headphones at all but it yeah, is same. <laughs> it's, it's a sign that's just like i'm busy i'm in my zone please don't come and talk to me yeah. after i do my set i'll take them off and just hang them around my neck yeah now in the gym that i train at across the road from my house normally nine times out of ten people do not come up to me because they just kind of go oh, i just don't want to interrupt you which is really nice and i i really respect that um, but I do say to them, you know, don't be silly. If you want to come and ask me a very quick question in between my sets, because in my deadlift sets, in between those, my rest period, I will have about three to four minutes, maybe a bit longer, sure. depending on how long I need in order to recover for them. So that is enough time to answer a very quick question. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do make it very clear that, you know, if my set is obviously, if I'm ready to go for my next set, I will just kind of say, go and do your set, I'm going to go and do mine, and then we'll catch up afterwards, you know, or let me just get my deadlifts done, and then when I'm in between that, or I'll chat, chat to you afterwards, then we'll obviously have a catch-up at that point. So, again, it's it's a polite, it's a polite fuck-off, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. without actually saying fuck-off. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't be afraid to say, listen, um, this is my time, I'm not working at the moment, um, but yeah, like AJ said, this is my Instagram, or if you follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, I'll always obviously reply to those, or if you're still here after I've finished my session, we can have a catch up whilst I'm having my bro protein shake before I go home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can always do that. So I think that was a nice yeah. wrap up on that one. So yeah. any other questions that you want to finish on on this one? No, I think we're perfect. I think we answered the, the couple that we got on Instagram throughout the week. I mean, yeah. I know that we get flooded with general DMs, but those were the ones that that, 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 that sort of came from podcast listeners and sure. people that wanted to sort of have their question answered on the podcast. So, um, But guys, if you have any others that you ever want to ask and you want sort of answered between the two of us on the podcast, please ask um, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll certainly include them. Uh, but yeah, I think that's... that's pretty much us for the for, for this week it was a good topic I, I i enjoyed that and i'm sure people have probably got something from it um if anyone wants to share their opinion please please ask away or comment on the youtube section and uh if anyone's got ideas for topics that they want to see next week 
and <laughs> want the whole podcast to be about one topic, then let us know and we'll certainly consider it. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for us this week. And anything else left to leave, Vicky? Instagram shot. Oh, Instagram shot, of course. Instagram shot. How Three. can you forget? It's the best part. Uh-huh. Three, two, one. Perfect. Okay, well done. Um, I have just had a quick message through actually from Laura, which we will pick up on next week, and that's about rates of muscle gain and volume for females. Okay. So, yeah, Laura, yeah, Laura <laughs> let Doggy in. I'm now talking to the um, the kitchen hob. Uh, so, Laura, we will answer that one for you uh, next week, um, and that will be on rates of muscle gain and fatigue levels and volume levels for females. Guys, if you want to have any more information on that, then obviously put that in or shoot us an Instagram across. Make sure that you tag us in all of your podcast shots as per usual. And um, keep training hard. That's it. Keep training hard (laughs) and eating a a moderate surplus. (laughs) Yes, eating a moderate surplus and train until your eyes fall off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. guys, Love you lots. See you later. See you later. Bye.